as entrepreneurs, we all want to make a huge difference. And with that, we've got to have the energy to do that. You know, we want to create great value for our clients. We're running real hard. And lo and behold, sometimes we stop running and life beats us up. I know all of us are a little insecure. We struggle with this and as entrepreneurs, we can't. We're not supposed to do this. We're supposed to be leaders in inspiring our troops and to really make a difference in the world and definitely be type A. Well, I've got a remarkable individual, uh, a fellow entrepreneur who's a, a physician, a professor, and a coach to entrepreneurs. She is an amazing individual. I met at Joe Polish's Genius uh, Network and just uh, really captivated the group with the presentation she made. And I wanted to share it with you. You know, really, you know, think of an individual who, you know, first generation to go to college and then finds herself in a top 10 level emergency room, you know, one of the, or one of the top level one, excuse me, of the top 10 hospitals in the country dealing with, you know, you know, you think you have stress, you know, the stress just coming at you every moment and then takes the time to teach future doctors and decided to get ahead of it all and to help fellow entrepreneurs not show up in her emergency room and really be able to have the confidence to make a difference in resilience. So stay tuned, you want to make sure that you're able to be the best you're capable of being. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep, think bold, drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com So excited to have you here. Jamie Hope, uh, you know, you uh, really, I think you're fairly new to the Genius Network. And so it was the first time that I met you, had the privilege of meeting you. And you captivated the group and there was a lot of interest there. And, you know, so first of all, thank you. I know you've got a really busy schedule. Thank you for having me here, John. I really appreciate it. Well, you know what? I, I, I mean, there you and I had before we turned on the camera and when we were back in uh, Tempe with Joe's group, you know, we mm-hmm. had a chance to talk about all this. But before we go into kind of helping all our fellow entrepreneurs be really more powerful and making a difference, mm-hmm. what I'd love to do is get a little bit of the backstory because um, you know, Jamie, you know, th- this is kind of not the normal path of, uh, you know, my, the surgeons that I know, fellow friends that went to, you know, uh, medical school along the way. You're kind of taking a different path and really making a difference. So I would love to hear how you did it. Well, so, well, thank you, John. You know, my job is so interesting. I get to see people essentially on the worst day of their life in the emergency department. And I've seen so many patients over the years coming through, you know, everybody is stressed, everybody's going through something. And I noticed this interesting group of people. They were a little different than the other ones. They're not the ones that were looking for a day off. They're the ones that are saying, you know, doc, you gotta fix this. You gotta put me back in the game. I'm running the company. I've gotta be on a plane. I'm making a deal. I'm giving a keynote. And I noticed this interesting group of people were entrepreneurs. And I was just so fascinated by that. I started 
getting to know some and learning about it because at that point I wasn't doing anything entrepreneurial and you know hearing people's stories and how interesting and I remember thinking wow being an entrepreneur is a lot like working in an emergency department John well it really is you know it's it's funny I, I hadn't thought of it until you said it that way but you know my experience uh, I, I, unfortunately we've had some family members having some recent health challenges so I've been spending more time in hospitals and and you know the just everybody brings their problems to you well for most CEOs that's the case too and you know this is something we all have to work through and it makes a big difference yes you know that, that Jamie one of the things that that I know you've shared with me and um, I always think of entrepreneurs as, you know, we get two by four, sometimes it's two by six, we get knocked down. And, you know, you're as hard charging a person that I've ever met. Yeah. And uh, you got knocked down. I'd love to have you share kind of, you know, that life lesson that you uh, shared with me uh, to share with our fellow entrepreneurs on, you know, just, you know, stuff happens to us all. And, you know, sometimes it's health, sometimes it's, you know, families. It, but we, you know, we have to deal with this, and it's kind of hard as a Type A when you're just charging ahead all along the way. Yeah. So what happened, John? I mean, classic Type A overachiever. You know, great grades, getting accepted to school, and so I was working. I was doing really well. I was, you know, going to every committee I could possibly do at work. Um, you know, had a house, marriage, everything was going great, and just trying to do everything at once. And then uh, when I got pregnant, unlike the typical people who get a little bit sick, I got a lot sick. I, I, was, I lost so much weight, and I don't know if you, you probably can't tell, I'm not very huge. I didn't have a lot of weight yeah. to spare. I lost so much weight, I ended up with a special IV going from my arm all the way to my heart, and then a feeding tube going from my nose into my intestines. Now, when you have that going on, you are literally plugged into a wall to keep you alive. So I could be getting my IV fluids and nutrition through these tubes. And so for the first time in my adult life, I had to sit still. I didn't even know what that was like. I, I, I was physically attached to the wall, so it forced me. I was on bed rest. I was just extremely exhaustively sick, and I was on doses of anti-nausea medicine that are usually reserved for cancer patients. And so I had to sit and just be. And a huge part of my identity, I realized, was being this hard-charging, hard-working emergency room doctor. And I was stuck on a couch, plugged into a wall. And I didn't know how do I define myself all of a sudden. Now, I knew at some point, you know, the pregnancy would progress to its natural conclusion pregnancy would be over, I would go back to getting healthy again. So I, I was able to use that time to, you know, take the best advantage of it, learn how to be still, learn who, you know, who I am, what defines me, is it the outcome or the process? And then it, I was always a compassionate doctor before that, but to really be in the shoes of being a patient completely changed my practice of medicine. And it helped me understand people so much better. Because this was the first time, you know, I, I I couldn't get back in the game, and it was so hard. Yeah, no, I I mean I can't even imagine. I haven't I have been I got one time got walking pneumonia and that knocked me out for two weeks and, you know, and I, I guess that's a, a clo as close as I can get because, 
Uh, I couldn't even talk on the phone the first week. I couldn't, you know, this is somebody, I've got three businesses, I've got an awful lot of uh -huh. people I'm working with and responsibilities and great team, fortunately, they didn't even miss me. I think business was better without <laughs> me. But, you know, this is hard as entrepreneurs and, you know, and being still, I mean, it's, you know, it's the very nature of making a difference or, you know, the den in the universe that Steve Jobs says, you know, said that he wanted to do and did is, you know, we, we need energy. And I always think of this as energy management and, you know, stuff happens that we don't have that. I mean, how, how did, you know, Jamie, how did you, I mean, because one of the things you, you know, I know you do is you, you're, you're a great coach for fellow entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and, you know, the, one of the things we both want is for them not to have to get ill, uh, not to have to, you know, have this challenge that they're couch ridden, bed ridden and yeah. the whole thing. You know, how, how do you help them take a moment to really, you know, think through this? Because, I mean, you know, when we have those quiet moments, I remember when I had walking pneumonia, I spent a lot of time thinking, what do I really want from life? Yeah. I want life, first of all. I knew that one. But after that, you know, okay, let's design our lives on purpose, which is such a big deal. Yes. So it depends on where I meet them. If I meet them in the emergency department and it's something, you know, doc, I don't have time for a kidney stone. I have this stuff to do. It's a good teachable moment. So one, I want them, I'm trying to help them get healthier. I'm their doctor, so I'm trying to get them healthier and get back in the game. But two, talk about what's going on with them. I recognize that they can't just get a work note and be off for a few days. They're the boss, so they're the ones that need to run it. But what is it that led them to get there in the first place? If it's something from a heart attack, generally they're not eating healthy enough. They're not getting exercise, burning the candle at both ends, and just giving them the opportunity to talk. Part of the, I, I actually ended up being a coach sort of on accident because people, you know, my years as a physician, people feel very comfortable talking to me. And so what happened is people would just approach me and chat with me and share personal things and ask for advice. And it just kind of evolved naturally from there because, I, you know, I see them. So whether they're coming to me before they get that sick, kind of on the side as a personal thing, or once I see them in the emergency department, those are the best opportunities because those are the times in your life when you're going to be reflective and realize you need to make changes. And that's going to give people the opportunity. Yeah, no, it's, it is, it, one of the, there's a great book and I can't remember the name or the, the author's name right now. He's one of the top consultants in the world. He's retired, but uh, he has one of the most prolific writers. And uh, the book was the strategy of the fat smoker. Okay, not a great <laughs> title. And this is a guy who made millions consulting the most successful people, wrote about books on how other consultants. And when it came out, it was David somebody. Uh, and I remember picking it, you know, saw it on uh, Amazon and said, you know, I'm going to buy it. I don't know why. I don't really want to, you know, fat <laughs> smokers. I'm not thinking that's the thing. But uh, it was a personal story, really about what you're talking about. This is a guy who is a type A, you know, making millions and millions of dollars a year at consulting point at the highest level there is. And he, uh, you know, was way overweight and he was a smoker. And it's not like he didn't know <laughs> that there's some <laughs> evidence that he wasn't smart enough to deal with this. But uh, the book goes on, you know, it would be a very short book if that was it. But he had the heart <laughs> attack, 
you know, had the time out. Uh, and it was kind of like, you know, he would beat up his clients all the time that they weren't moving, they weren't changing, they weren't transforming their practice. He was telling them exactly how they could do it and they weren't doing it. They weren't leading the life. And then it was kind of like, well, of course, why would they follow my advice if I'm not following it too? So it was a really powerful book. It wasn't very successful because of the title, but I think you know, so often as entrepreneurs, we make dumb decisions because we're so hard charging. It, oh, I will, I, that's absolutely true. true. And I'm teaching my patients about you know, getting healthier, quitting smoking. And I've always done pretty well with diet and exercise. And I was not doing quite as well with sleep because we have odd shift work and it's kind of hard to unwind when you get home from two in the morning and you had just cracked open someone's chest and brought them back. It's hard to relax. And then stress relief. So I got to the point where I was so stressed. I was actually becoming, you know, extremely depressed and just almost you know, rock bottom in terms of that. I was very functional at my job. I was still able to do that. But personally, I was so stressed. I just wasn't functioning very well. And, you know, the same thing, you know, being a, you know, a fat doctor giving someone advice about being thin seems ridiculous. And so I know that my job is extremely high stress, extremely high stakes. And I was teaching other people how to help grow their resilience and their confidence. I was teaching med students and residents and it kind of smacked me across the face one day that it's time to start practicing what I preach as well. So when I really started developing my own resilience muscles, that's when my life just changed for the better substantially. And then the most interesting things started happening. I went to Vern Harnish's Scale Up Summit. Uh, I met my now dear friend, Joe Polish, who has introduced me to a lot of people. And uh, and things that just keep getting better and better. Yeah, no, it's, it's really... You know, one of the things is when we let that opportunity to make things happen, uh, yeah. it's amazing. You know, Vern's a great guy, and I've had him out speaking at my mastermind group. And oh, I adore Vern. Yeah, and uh, and he's a hard charging global player <laughs> yeah. too. I don't, you know, some of the times I think, uh, you know, I've, I'm a big believer in this concept of designing your life on purpose. You know, that success yeah. means different things to different people. And uh, I have at one time I was doing investment banking. You know, I had the private jet, and we're, you know, I would uh, we were doing due diligence on 120 firms. We bought 28 firms in a year, and wow. uh, I hated my life. I was making you know, plenty of money and yep. all this, and I can still remember my coach at the time was my wife, and she goes, "Tell me again why we're doing all this. We don't need the money. You hate your yep. life and all this." And you know, taking that step back is hard to do, and particularly, you know, we all think it's when you get hit by a two by four because things aren't working. But a lot of times, you're getting hit by the two by four because they are working, and <laughs> there's so much opportunity out there. How do you, you know, help, you know, as you're working with entrepreneurs, Jamie, you know, kind of take a step back because, you know, we're, uh, we just completed a study of 700 entrepreneurs making over 5 million a year, 17% are interested in what we're talking about here. Okay. Yeah. That's a pretty large percentage that aren't. Uh, and, you know, maybe they have their act all together. You and I know that's sure. not the case. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not a priority right now. But how, how do we inspire people to take that, you know, be more thoughtful about designing their lives so that they really can accomplish all that they want to and, you know, live that great life? 
you know, one of the best ways that I have found to word it to people, especially if they are successful, they they feel like they're successful because of the beating that they're taking. It's almost like we we wear it like a like a badge of honor. Oh, I didn't get any sleep. I'm getting hit by two by fours left and right. It means I'm even stronger. And so when you finally explain to somebody, you can only be killing it in business for so long if you're killing yourself. It gives them a moment to stop and pause because you truly can't sustain that forever. And just because you have been able to so far doesn't mean you're going to continue to be able to. I, I know this very well. I see people at the end stage of that stress level when they land in the emergency department. So this is not just my theory. It's that this happens all the time. So just continually reminding people, if you're taking care of yourself along the way, then you can continue to be killing it. Now, Vern Harnish is a great example. He takes siesta sometimes, which I think comes from his years of living abroad and in Barcelona. Takes siesta when he needs it. He does the Tabata exercises very regularly. He eats well. So he is one of the people that has incorporated his healthy lifestyle into his business. And it really helps him continue to keep going as far as he needs to to reach the levels of success that he wants to. So Vern's a great example. Yeah, and, and really, you know, in the group we're in, Joe Polish, uh, one of the yeah. things that has been a benefit for me, too, is being in that group because it's so, you know, health-oriented. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of individuals with medical health backgrounds, but, uh, you know, there's enough hard-charging entrepreneurs like myself that, you know, I mean, uh, I had somebody one time one time tell me that, John, you're going to do a really good job building a great estate for your wife's next husband. <laughs> and I, oh, that's and it's like, oh, that, you know, but and I love my wife 38 years. But, you know, uh, I'm going, that's not what I'm really my big goal <laughs> in life type thing. And, and I still remember when I was younger, I was that I didn't exercise. I didn't. Uh, and I, and I was a pilot in the Navy. I was in great shape uh, then and then just stopped as an entrepreneur and, you know, had a lot of success. But, and one of the guys, probably about my age now, 62, came to me and said, John, you know, why aren't you running? I used to love running and skiing and all this, and I do now. But, uh, and and uh, I don't have time. He goes, John, you know, you can kind of make time. We all have the, you know, finite resource of time. and and you know doing this and so i mean yeah you know, jamie how when you're when you're kind of working with entrepreneurs and they're doing it, and Vern's a great example because I, I mean i do a little bit i i'm one of those guys that if i could take a pill yeah. uh and it would make me be in perfect shape i'd be the first one to do it i don't even care what the price is i'd buy yeah, it you can afford the pill so. yeah i would buy the pill but you know, I can, they don't have it. So I have trainers show up at my house. I have masseuse. I, you know, I have everything scheduled because, quite honestly, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I love skiing. Yeah. I love you know a number of other you know physical things. And I find out if I don't stay in shape, I can't do them. So that's my big motivation. But how, how do you help people through this process, entrepreneurs? Well, the concept of if you feel like you don't have time to be healthy and take care of yourself now, eventually you're going to take that time in terms of an illness. So it's very, it's personal and specific to each individual. Some people are very good at the self-care. You know, like I said, I was doing great at exercise and diet, but I was doing terrible at sleep and stress relief. So speaking to the individual and finding out where they are. Now, the people I work with, like you, 
finances is not the barrier. You can afford the personal trainer, you can afford the yoga instructor, the chef, whatever it is that you need. It's a matter of getting those things and incorporating it into your life and finding out what the barriers are. But most people when they're coming to me, you know, although I do have a lot of expertise on wellness and nutrition and diet, they're really coming to me for the stress component and the resilience part. So, and then when I'm talking to somebody. Well, let's talk about that. Cause I, yeah. I think this is, there have been times in my mm -hmm. life that it's been pretty stressful and what, yes. you know, and, and I can remember, you know, and I'm a financial guy, so major downturns are never good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can still remember, you know, in the, uh, uh, you know, really the 2008, let's go 2008, 2009, major financial downturn, the average, uh, the markets were down 45% or so. Uh, the uh, actually over 50% for depending on which markets you're talking about. But, you know, so many businesses went under during that period. Uh, it was a global challenge. Uh, you know, how, how, you know, as that was going on, it was very easy to be uh, and in my businesses too, all of a sudden my clients, you know, the big financial institutions stopped calling. They were going, you know, they were having their own challenges type mm -hmm. thing. And I can still remember going uh, the Friday before Lehman Brothers went under, I was one of their consultants and I showed oh. up in a black suit. I do I do have suits still, and even though I'm in Silicon Valley, I showed up with the tie and all that. And I couldn't get through the reporters. All the reporters thought, because I had a black suit on, I must be a senior executive. And I call up and they say, no need to come up, and they went bankrupt on uh, Monday. But the stress of that stuff is just, you know, um, you're being asked to really make a big difference, you know, no matter what your roles are there. And, you know, it's easy to just be overwhelmed. How, how do you help somebody, you know, like I was, I, I actually, I don't think I, because I could hop on a plane and fly back, but the guys in the building were overwhelmed for sure. Yeah. yeah. And the key is you can't take on everything at once. It's just like with weight loss. If somebody has a hundred pounds to lose, you can't lose a hundred pounds in one day. So if somebody is in a place of complete overwhelm and stress, you start with one thing at a time. And I have my resilience RX strategies that I go through and some of them apply more to certain people than others. But there are some that kind of seem to resonate a little bit more globally with entrepreneurs in general from everybody that I talk about. And one of the biggest ones that, you know, we're definitely hitting on here is that self-care is not selfish. You need to take care of yourself in order to take care of the rest of the world. So that's one of the biggest ones. So I, I assess somebody and see what they're doing in terms of their self-care. If that's not their issue, if it's businesses and a lot of other things, just finding out where their resilience level is at. People seem to think it's some magic genetic thing that you're born with a, you know, a certain amount, like this is your cup full, this is all you get for the rest of your life, and teaching people that resilience is a muscle, and then going through various strategies and what resonates with the individual and meet them where they're at in order to get them to that higher level of resilience. Because John, you and I both know the stressors in life are going to continue to come. We're not able to stop that. That's not what we're doing here. But if you can help somebody grow their resilience muscle strong enough, then the next, when that next thing comes along, they'll be ready and it won't knock them down. That's the important thing about what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, this is so important. I, I wanna to touch on both of them a little bit more and let's go to self-care. I mean, one of the, um, worked with some of the neuroscientists and uh, 
uh, there's a fellow uh, that I really love uh, his work where he's convinced me and you know it's, it's very much what you've been talking about Jenny the you know it's one of the mistakes I think uh, entrepreneurs make and I know I made this for most of my career is I wouldn't schedule time for myself I'm you know I'm out there I've got multiple businesses I've got to make sure everything uh, happens and and what I do is I you know I, I make sure I'm going to take six weeks of vacation scheduled. The only way I'll take it is if it's scheduled. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go ahead and every day I have two and a half hours that are blocked for myself in the nice. sense of 10:30 to noon. It's kind of a very high productivity. And I get to choose what I want, and then at four because I'm going to early start at four to five. I'm usually fairly tired. I just schedule it, and it, it could be anything from going out and playing golf, going for a swim, could be you know, working on something that is kind of new creativeness too. Because I find when I'm really tired, I'm actually more creative. I'm not going to be able to get the detail, but mm -hmm. I, I think you know, and it's the same as I was talking about with you know having the everything's scheduled. Um, you know, I went to the dentist today and did the preventive, you know, the uh, cleaning and all that stuff. I have the concierge medical groups that monitor my health. And mm -hmm. and the, the reason is I probably wouldn't do it if I didn't have it in my calendar. Yeah. Yeah, our, our mutual good, good friend, friend Joe. Joe Polish is really good at that. He's such a great example. He'll schedule stuff in his calendar. He'll schedule free days, he'll have yoga classes, he'll go to meetings if he needs to. He's very open in talking about his addiction and recovery and how that's benefited him. So, in, and also our, our other good mutual friend, Jason Flatland from the Genius Network, he's in the 100K group, he's the webinar expert. Well, he and has, I even see Jason's book behind you too, yeah. to the side there, yes. Do you, do you like that product placement? Yes. Jason's one of my besties, <laughs> so I put that there for him. Okay. Um, so, so but he's great. He has he schedules a yoga instructor to come on certain days. So he'll to his house. So he'll be working, working, working creatively. The timer will go off. He'll walk out. The yoga mat will be ready. Do the yoga. You know, thank the instructor. Then she will clean up. He goes back to his office and works. He schedules hikes. He you know he's very good about doing it in the schedule. So when people see that these extremely successful people, these are both you know multimillionaire high-level, very well-known and well-respected entrepreneurs are incorporating these aspects of self-care in there, you can see that it is possible to still be successful. It's you, They're successful because of these Yeah, things. I think that's the right word is... Spite of. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it, you know, and I, and I think the selfish word is the right word is that, you know, when we schedule free time or, uh -huh. you know, or to, you know, the trainer to come in, uh, the masseuse, the uh, yoga instructor, uh, you know, it, it, it can feel like you're not uh, being fully productive. And quite honestly, you know, you are much more. You're able to face the world, have the energy to do that. Let's just touch on, uh, Jamie, a little bit on the, uh, you know, I got that, you show me that resilience muscle. Yeah, so the muscle. Yeah, how, how do we build that up? <laughs> How do I, you know, because I know and you know that stuff is going to happen. I would use a normal word, but, you know, stuff is going to yeah. happen. <laughs> you know, you're in an emergency room. Um, you know, I'm, I'm coaching top financial advisors, so it's a little mm -hmm. different. I don't open up anybody's chest, but, you know, there's some <laughs> yeah, major challenges along the way. Yeah, yeah. but it, it is a muscle, and it's something that if you do your resilience strategies, 
it will continue to grow and you'll be ready to face those challenges that we know are coming. So there's a lot of different things that I do. Just, you know, very briefly, we, I do perspective exercises with people. I teach people how to soundtrack their life. You know, in a movie, if there's two people standing next to each other and there's romantic music playing, you know what's about to happen. Or if there's other music playing, you know what's about to happen. <laughs> but then if there's kind of scary murdery music in the background, that completely changes. When, when we hear the Jaws background yeah. music, we know yeah. what's happening. And so, so we, we know, know that movies take music to give us the emotion of how we're supposed to feel in the moment. So why not use that to our advantage? So I've got a whole bunch of different playlists on my iPod, whether I need to feel inspired and energetic, or do I need to, after a shift, calm down and stuff like that. So just, there's a whole bunch of strategies that people can have in their back pocket. They don't take necessarily a ton of time to do each one. But every time you take to grow that resilience muscle, you're going to be stronger and stronger. Entrepreneurs, just like my job, it's very high stakes, very high stress. You're lifting a lot of things. You've got a lot on your plate. So if you don't grow those muscles, how are you supposed to be able to lift all the things that you're doing? Yeah, and it's, you know, it's interesting. Uh, one of the podcasts on AES Nation uh, uh, dot com uh, a fellow uh, you know that we worked with I'm just going to look at the number Jason Campbell who I met oh, at yeah. the same time Jason I invited on uh, and it's episode 205 and and it's on meditation well why would I be having you know <laughs> Jamie and Jason you know normally I'm hard charging what I'm finding is I need to build up my energy and you know Jason as you were, I was thinking of him because of the music he writes his own music to make meditation easier and you know I'm I'm from a small town upstate New York I've lived in California my professional career so but I'm a, not a soft and fuzzy guy and it's you know a lot of this I kind of ho-hummed and what I've found is as you do this you know the impact it makes and one of the things we do a lot of research on the super rich people 500 million or more of net worth and the number of billionaires doing meditation for instance doing all the things Jamie that you and I are talking about uh, it's huge and why are they doing that well they're, one of the reasons they're a billionaire is they're being effective in all parts of their life and they're bringing in the top people in each of those areas to help support them. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really one of the things I want to encourage everybody to do is to take the time to, you know, work with someone to help you because this is a lot of this is hard to do on your own. I mean, you know, I've found you know, left to my own uh, devices, I would not do this stuff type thing. Right. And it's easy for people to just blow it off and say, this is fluff. I'm not doing anything during this time. But sometimes if you just give your brain a break for a few minutes, because I used to be anytime I had free time, I was listening to podcasts. I was listening to audiobooks. I was doing something. It was just a constant stream of input going from one of the top 10 busiest DRs in the country, which, as you imagine, has a lot of input all day long. Right. Then constant podcasts, audiobooks, and learning, which is great because I felt like the only way to be successful was to be doing something every second. And then when I finally just turned it off and had a little bit of downtime, when I would find time to meditate and time to be still for just a few minutes, that's when my best ideas came. The best inspiration, the best creativity, giving your mind a little time to take all the stuff in that you're doing and be still, you're actually going to find that's where some of the best stuff comes from. So it is productive time to have a little bit of downtime. Otherwise, all of those billionaires wouldn't be doing this. 
Well, and, and I think the one thing, I mean, one that we all do, you know, taking a shower, for instance, you know, yeah. so many people have come up with their best ideas in the shower because it's yeah. one of the few times you're isolated and you don't have a lot of things going on around you. And, you know, well, why don't we be successful on purpose and create those environments, whether it's, you know, um, meditation, hiking, you know, uh, I mean, we can go through all the different things. I mean, I like golf. I, I didn't play golf until about five years ago at a top 50 golf course at the bottom of my hill. And I've been mm -hmm. a member of since they built the thing, but I never, you know, I just I'd go to the social functions, that type of thing on occasion. And what I love is I can get out of, you know, one of the ch challenges for entrepreneurs is getting out of the, you know, whether it's the emergency room or just the business, you're always thinking, if I, it doesn't have to be overly stressful. It can be meditation, it can be golf, it can be skiing, it can be, I uh, love racing cars too, but there, you know, you gotta pay attention to what, where you're going. But, you know, scheduling this stuff, Jamie, is just so powerful. And, you know, I, I really appreciate all your insights. I mean, how, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, Jamie, and, you know, interested, I know you have such a limited, uh, you know, capacity and for yeah. clients, but, uh, how would they reach out to you? So the primary way it, people contact me is through my website, which is drhopehealth.com, and I'll give you that in the links. Uh, you can reach out there and contact me for individual coaching. And, you know, as John knows, I'm kind of at the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. I've been working as a physician for a long time, and I've been doing professional speaking on things like resilience and confidence. And then the coaching thing came because people wanted more. So I wanted to make sure that I had a way for people to access me if they need those resources. And there will be uh, writing on there. And at some point I will do some group coaching too if there's people who want to do it, you know, in more of a group setting if they don't have time on an individual basis. So I'm, I'm growing too. <laughs> yeah, no, well, this is what I think. I really, you know, I appreciate Jamie. This is fantastic. Let me do a kind of key takeaways okay. um, on this. And you know, the, the thought process, this is the kind of stuff, it's so easy for us as entrepreneurs going, no, I'm gonna go out and make some more money, I'm gonna build some more widgets, or you know, have more engagements, or do this or do that, and you know, this is downtime. And I gotta tell you, you know, maybe it's, I'm at 62, and you know, I'm a little bit, when I was in my 20s and 30s, uh, never remember having any of these conversations. But, and it really did hit me, I guess the fat smoker strategy when I had, uh, walking pneumonia, and I, I believe I really got it because I was traveling like crazy. I was giving speeches all over the world. We were doing a few deals along the way, and uh, uh, it just knocked me down uh, terribly. And you know, and I had already designed my life how I thought I wanted it. I became clearer there. And you know, don't wait for the the heart attack, the walking pneumonia. You know, whatever it is, um, you know, deal with this now. Be successful on Perth, uh, you know, purpose. You know, have, make sure you have uh, the confidence, the systems in place. You've worked, as Jamie said, the re resilience muscles. And so we know we're going to get hit by a two by four. Sometimes it's going to be wood, sometimes it's going to be steel. And <laughs> yeah. you, know, you just want to be able to go through because we are all so privileged uh, that we get to have a really good life as an entrepreneur. If you're having success, I mean, and you know, with the breakthroughs, Jamie, and healthcare that are going on and longevity, mm -hmm. you know, we have the opportunity to live an awful long time and make a huge difference. 
yes. if we take care of ourselves. Yes, it, just to say, I mean, you can't be killing it in business for so long if you're killing yourself to do it. Now, well said. And, you know, go to asnation.com and we'll have all the links to Jamie's site, the transcripts, the show notes. You know, this is so important. You know, I always end with your, your clients, your future clients, your strategic partners are counting on you. I got to tell you, your family and friends are counting on you for this one, too. Don't yeah. let them down. Go out and make a huge difference. We wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.